Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, hey, Sean. Obviously a good game from Terrell Bernard in pass coverage. Came away with the interception. But how about his development against the run I'm sure that was a, a key point of emphasis for him entering, excuse me, entering the season. Yeah. Um, you know, through two games, I think he's done a nice job. And, and uh, he's an extremely smart, instinctive player, and he's handled it well for well. Now, how about Ed Oliver? He seems to have really made an impact over the first two weeks. When he's working and being as impactful as he's been, how big is that for your defense, and how valuable is he when, when he's at that level? Yeah, I mean, when he comes off the ball like he did, in particular that first play of the game yesterday, really, you know, putting the uh, the offensive lineman in the uh, in the lap of the running back, that was that's when he's at his best. And when he does that, uh, we're in good shape. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sean, John Worrell. Um, I guess individually, uh, uh, Gabe Davis, and knowing that uh, the frustrations that he went through last year with his injuries and just um, – just what he went through and, and, and what did it, does it mean to you to see him step up the way he did yesterday in taking the load off of what was really a, a, a complimentary effort by a lot of the receivers in, in, in the passing game? Yeah, good to see that. Uh, you know, Gabe works extremely hard at his craft and uh, takes, takes the job very seriously. And, um, you know, some games are going to have uh, production and some games it's just not going to fall that way. But, I love how he uh, how he stayed after it and made some really big plays for us. Thank you. Hi, Sean. Uh, more generally speaking, I guess I mean I you know there's so much of an overreaction between uh, week one or week two and the the early portion of a season, uh, and it's kind of been one extreme to another for for your football team. We talk about forming an identity. I know it's a cliche, but what what is yesterday's performance now that you've looked at the film maybe represent in terms of that process to reaching and, and executing an identity? How close are you based on what you've seen? Well, I think it takes shape over a handful of weeks, really. Maybe it's, you know, three, four, five, maybe sometimes even six weeks just to get a feel for who you are, this team this year, um, with the personnel we have this year. And um, yesterday I think was, was a step in the right direction. Um, physical at the line of scrimmage, uh, complimenting run, both running the pass game and um, taking the ball away on defense. So it's it's some of what we want to become. We're not there yet. It is week two, as you mentioned, Adam, and, and I think you're spot on with that. With regard to, you know, you have such an established program and a track record of success. Uh, are you maybe further along in that process? Is there kind of a cumulative effect as each team develops year to year? Um, you know, 
you want that to be the case, but I, but if, if you're not careful, you get out and assume that it's the case and it's really not because it really has to be built, built every year. Um, and, uh, it was good to do it in, in front of our home, our home crowd yesterday. I'll tell you what, they were awesome. All right, Sean. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Sean, Tim Graham here. Um, I wanted to ask what it's like after a game like that when so many people contributed in such a good way that everybody gets involved, not only because that's fun to do, but to have it happen so early in the season. You have Cook with the most yards, but each of the other two running backs get a touchdown. Um, Kincaid has more yards than Dawson Knox, but Knox gets the touchdown. Nine different receivers. The whole thing about just everybody had got to have fun yesterday. And it's something that is probably really important after a game like Monday night. Can you can you just maybe explain how that helps an organization for the next even just a couple days? Right. I mean, it's uh, it just uh, it it really speaks of uh, an unselfish approach and a mindset really of this is what we're uh, what we're planning to do during the week and then executing that on game day. I know that sounds. It sounds easier than it is, but it really starts with a mindset and then people staying on as unselfish as they possibly can throughout the course of the week um, when their roles may not be what they want them to be. And then but also remaining ready to go when their number is called in the game, whether it's early or late. And then I wanted to ask regarding uh, Spencer Brown. He's a guy who's in the spotlight every week, uh, gets the scrutiny. Uh, what did you see from him when you've turned on the film? And uh, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought he really had the right mental approach for the game. And when you play Crosby, it's a it's a full day affair, and he's going to go all game long, inside outside, run into the ball, and you got to be prepared to go all day long, knowing that you're not going to win every contest, uh, every play, but you got to be able to stay mentally tough. And I think that was a, that was a huge step for Spencer. Not every play was the way he wanted it to be, um, but he worked extremely hard and stayed mentally tough throughout. And just to elaborate real quick, my last question, Sean, do you think, or is that something that he's had trouble with in the past, maybe holding on to a play too long and it, it, it ends up sticking with him, for the, for the whole game? Well, I think, I think that's just the, the nature of a young player, really, um, generally speaking. And, um, you know, again, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a hard job to play in the NFL and, and uh, I mean, you're going against great competition every week and in particular at a spotlight position, like offensive tackle. And, um, you know, there's no one out there that can save you. It's a lot like playing corner on the defensive side. So you've got to have a short memory and, and be able to reset. Thanks, Sean. Sure. Hey, Sean, just a quick injury update. Did you have anything on Leonard Floyd, Micah Hyde, those two guys in particular? Yeah, just, uh, those, yeah they'll be day-to-day. Uh, that's the update I have uh, for you today. And, you know, it's coincidence that I got Tim asked about Spencer Brown. I was actually going to ask you about Osiris Torrance, you know. I know that he got some praise after the first game despite the outcome, but what have you seen from him as he's kind of slowly grown into this role? Yeah, very poised, uh, very focused, business-like approach. Um, so for a young player, a rookie in particular in this case, to come in with that type of demeanor, um, 
you know, he's given himself a chance to, again, go against good competition and, and hold his own to this point with, with the hopes that he'll continue to grow each and every week if he continues with that approach. And this week will be a big test for, for our offensive line. They've got a very talented, I think, a bunch of high draft picks on, along their defensive front there. Thank you, Sean. Yes, good afternoon, Coach George Radney, Challenger Community News. How are you doing this afternoon? Good. How are you, George? Great. Uh, just following up on the, uh, boy, that question on Cyrus Torrance was one there, but I'm going to got a different question for you. Uh, what I, I noticed Josh Allen yesterday spiked the ball into the ground to, when, once the play was blown up, he just boom, spiked it into the ground, uh, similar to a Tom Brady type move. And I'm wondering, why, why is it that, that's the first time I can ever, in the six years he's been quarterback, that I can remember seeing him, uh, this, hey, give up on the play and get ready for the next one. I'm just wondering, why is it taking him so long to realize to use the tools that the NFL has built in to protect the quarterback in today's, uh, uh, NFL game? Yeah, we're, you're very aware, uh, and smart with, with what you, uh, what you saw, what you're talking about. I mean, um, being, you know, knowing when a play is, basically over before it's over is half the battle playing quarterback sometimes. And, um, you know, being able to say, Hey, I'm going to live to play another down. I think that was first down on the one you're referring to. And um, their defense did a good job of sniffing it out. And and so uh, I thought that that was a, uh, a good show of discipline from Josh's standpoint. Yes, indeed. And uh, hopefully it continues as well. And, uh, and last not, uh, point on the defensive side, it seems like the, the defense tends to give up a big play early in the first two games, and then they tend to settle down. Is that just, you think, nerves or, or just just coming out to start the game a little bit, uh, maybe too jacked up, and then they settle down and settle into the uh, game plan? I think, you know, I just got to put them in a better position um, a little bit there, too, and help them out. and. Um, and then just execution, right? So it goes hand in hand. All right, the coach. Thanks for your time. Good luck this coming week. Okay. Thanks, George. Hey, Sean. Um, I know you touched yesterday after the game on how the run game is really a team effort, but I was wondering what you did just make of the different running backs yesterday, how they were effective and kind of used their different skill sets to help y'all. Yeah, I was very uh, pleased and impressed with uh, with the balance there, really. Um you know, they're, they're all, they're all similar, but all different. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think with, with Tay, you get a lot of veteran leadership. Um, and, uh, and he, you could feel him when he went into the game. Um, I think it was, uh, maybe on our first or second touchdown. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and all three really pride themselves on the, on the protection, the pass protection piece as well and catching the ball out of the back. So, uh, I think they've done a really good job. Coach Skipper's done a good job with them. Um, and then I was just curious, what was it like rewatching Matt Milano's interception? What did you see when you got to like see that from different angles? Yeah. Um, again, was was as impressed after the game as I was watching it unfold during the game. I actually had a pretty good view vantage point to to see it um, to see it unfold, and uh, just amazing. It's, it's weird though because I almost expected Matt to do that when I saw the position he was in. And he's so strong, people don't give him the credit for his strength, and, and that's what he did. So um, that was a great play. How often do you find yourself thinking something like that might happen, especially when it's as absurd of a play as it was? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it was, it was kind of a right place, right time. Uh, Matt did his part with the coverage aspect, and 
And again, he's, he's so competitive. Like, you know, when he's around the ball, um, he's just got, he's got a nasty streak to him and he's going to do whatever it takes to get the ball away from, from the player. Sweet. Thanks, Sean. Yep. Hey, Sean, it's Jay with the Buffalo News. Um, what did you think of the collective performance of the defensive line yesterday? Obviously, the the run defense stats stand out, but it, it also felt like even though they didn't get a sack, that they were affecting Garoppolo at times, too. Uh, just that, that entire group's effort, what did you make of it? Yeah, it started up front with the run game. Let's just start there. They controlled the line of scrimmage, um, played well at the point of attack, which was a point of emphasis during the week. And, um you know, Eric's done a really good job of making sure we establish gap integrity early in the early in the year, excuse me, early in the season. Um, and that's something we've got to continue to do every week. And then, yeah, um, no sacks on the on the uh, on the stat sheet. But to me, um, it's really about affecting the quarterback. And when you get your hands up, you tip passes. The ball was already coming out fast. Garoppolo likes to get the ball out fast, and and then also uses checkdowns instead of taking, you know, some of those sacks. So. Um, you know, I thought the guys really did a good job for the most part. We, we, uh, we let some third, third and longs get out a little bit on us, and which shouldn't have happened, but um, we just need to continue to execute that detail to that, to that, uh, to that down. Do you, do you get a sense from that group that playing without Vaughn here early in the season, that they are inspired to kind of show that they can, you know, they can do this thing, you know, and then, you know, get even better when he gets back. Well, I, th- I think a lot of, uh, you know, I think they heard a lot about how they didn't do X, Y, and Z from you guys uh, at the end of last season. So um, you can keep talking. You guys can keep talking about that, and uh, maybe that'll motivate me more. We'll see. All right, I'll do my part. Thanks. All right, thanks, Jay. Hey, Sean. Um, it's kind of out there now that you challenged the defense yesterday. Um, is that based on giving up a couple of big runs against the Jets? Is it facing them back like like Josh Jacobs? What what kind of went into your your challenge to the defense yesterday? Uh, it's really just about about us. Really, uh, had nothing to do with the opponent as much as we respect respected the opponent last week. And um, you know, it's really about us trying to continue to grow as a defense. And um, you know, I thought they really did some good things in that first week of the of the season this year. And but you can't sit where you are and be satisfied with it either. So um, you got to stay hungry in your approach on a week-to-week basis, really. Even if it's not talked about, is there a little extra juice when it comes to facing a guy like that? Because I think you guys have done that to the, in the past with guys, you know, like Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, just yeah. to hold them in check. Yeah, I mean, when you you know you take you take pride in things, and and uh, certainly. There's good players on the other side of the ball every week, and this week there's you know another good back or two that that, that um, Washington has. So um, it's uh, it'll be another challenge for us this week, and stopping the run is is huge to control the line of scrimmage. Thanks. Yep. That's all the questions today. Thanks, Coach. Okay. Thanks, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 